0: some neighbors are saying way too loud
1: welcome back everybody to another episode of loose Lugnuts, the nascar podcast by the average fan for the average fan i'm evan roberts joined alongside as always my partner thomas dick and thomas a little bit of a snooze fast on sunday but another racing weekend in atlanta three two races on saturday and uh, the cup race on Sunday, we'll break down all three of those. But first, your initial reaction from the
2: weekend. First of all, we almost got uh, double bushwhacked on Saturday with uh, two of the cup guys almost came down and took wins. Uh, only one of the two ended up getting one. Yeah, the, the uh, cup race was sort of a, looked like it was going to be a snooze fest. And then at the very end, we got a M. Night Shyamalan plot twist uh, to keep people on their toes so that i mean to me the cup race wasn't bad because of the track i think it was bad because like what were you guys doing all week that you didn't have your car set up like kyle larson did um so that's what i got out of that one but um, we'll so. go
1: ahead and break down the truck race as you mentioned kyle bush winning the race, finished second stages one and two, but we'll start things off as uh, Chastain, Ross Chastain and uh, Brett Moffitt started from the back. They were able to move up within the first 15 laps. Chastain finished in stage one and fifth. Uh, they both kind of petered out towards the end, but they were able
2: to make it into the top 10. It was one of those things, uh, you know, starting positions gold. And uh, had they not had to battle all that way to move up to the, the top, you know, 10, what might've happened, but very strong performances by both of them. And then uh, Ben Rhodes, uh, I thought this was
1: a little bit of a questionable pit strategy. Uh, they had the competition caution and he went out and got a set of tires and was 11th, finished the first stage in 12. And it ended up not coming into play, but uh, he was kind of non-competitive throughout, but uh, you know, with those limited amount of uh, set of tires that you're able to get him going out and get it during the competition caution, I thought was a little questionable.
2: He, I mentioned it was questionable when uh, that race was going on, but after the weekend ended, I mean, maybe it wasn't. Um, God, where were all the yellow flags when he needed them? So, I mean, maybe they knew something we didn't know. I know uh, Larry Mack um, and, and a friend of the former friend of the program, Cole Reed, um, would have probably told us maybe that there weren't going to be that many yellows. So maybe it wasn't that. Just at the time, it shocked me that he would do that. And, and they were non-competitive for a, a team that has two wins already and is one of the, uh, the front runners for the championship. They sort of were, weren't in it. And then uh, you think there's
1: some controversy uh, surrounding Kyle Busch in a truck race, which, shocker, uh, breaking news. Well, you think he threw stage one and stage two and let his teammate John Hunter Nemechek uh, win both of those stages it
2: looked awfully fishy uh you know there's only uh so much <laughs> Mikey Waltrip can do to try to convince me that uh Nemechek's car was better in the long run which is why he passed him uh each time with a couple laps left in the stage um sort of fishy and it's sort of what you know I like how Bush running in races you know it's awesome that he's uber competitive but I mean if you're gonna jerry-rig with the 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 You know, you're jerry-rigging with the playoffs at that point, which I sort of don't like. But Well, did John Hunter Nemechek, as I mentioned,
1: win stages one and two? He's won stage one for the third straight race, and he has five stage wins uh, throughout the truck series season. And the only other person with stage wins is Raphael Lessard,
2: who has two. Raphael Lessard. Lessard, sorry. I mean, if you watched. I already know you don't watch the police academy movies, but the commandant's name is Lassard, which I think of every time I hear him. And he, I mean, yeah, he said it's weird. Rhodes and Nemechek, 10 points apiece. Raphael Lassard, two. And he's in 19th place. So those will come in handy if he can move up nine places in the standings. But right now, they're pretty useless.
1: The other guy that I wanted to talk about was Stuart Friesen. And he was up there in the top five for stages one and two, finished fourth and third. And then he got into a little bit of a trouble and finished in 10th place his day. And then he's also got a big weekend coming up at the Bristol dirt track.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a huge uh, week for him coming up. He and his wife are going to be running the truck race, uh, like only the second time in NASCAR history. Uh, That'll happen on any of their series then he's making his first career cup start on sunday so yeah big week for him and he's he's strong for a uh i guess a a non uh, top tier ride in in the Hallmar. he's in fifth place in the standings he's been pretty strong every week so uh good to see them uh, just trucking along he's a guy one of those grinders uh i saw him the last couple weeks if you check on his instagram feed he's out Pretty much every the weekend they didn't run the trucks. He's out at the dirt races, uh, running small block and, and whatnot, getting his laps in. He's a uh, he's a grinder, which I enjoy. And then another guy that I wanted
1: to talk about uh, was Austin Hill. He finished uh, in second place, but in stage one he finished third. Stage two he finished fourth. Was able to come away with the second place finish. He had a really strong race, and now he's sitting in sixth in the cups or in the uh, <laughs> truck standings.
2: Yeah. And he was, uh, like, he was one of the few that was competitive with Nemechek and, uh, Bush. It was basically Nemechek, Bush, Hill, and Friesen were the, uh, the competitive trucks, uh, Creed, Crafton, Zane Smith all lingered between like fifth and 10th. But, uh, yeah, they, they were the strong, strong ones. And it would have been, uh, like, uh, we mentioned, it would have been a lot more entertaining with a yellow somewhere in the third stage to get them all packed up, uh, the one thingy but yeah all in all i thought it was probably um maybe second at most entertaining race on the weekend i thought the xfinity was probably the most yeah i'd have to go back and watch
1: him again but i probably won't because I, I would agree with that i think the xfinity one was uh probably the most exciting the cup got a little exciting the last 20 laps just when blaney was chasing down larson but i thought the truck race was pretty uh uh, interesting as well the so Kyle Bush came away with the win again he is ineligible to get points Austin Hill finished second John Hunter Nemechek in third Johnny Sauter in fourth place and he was the guy that finished 10th in stage one didn't uh, place in the top 10 in stage two but he was able to pull out a top five finish Sheldon Creed in fifth Zane Smith in six Ross Chastain is another guy who's ineligible for points finished seventh Matt Crafton in eighth Brett Moffitt ninth and Stuart Friesen in 10th overall, as we look at the standings in the truck series, John Hunter Nemechek in first by 47 points uh, ahead of Ben Rhodes, Sheldon Creed in third, Matt Crafton fourth, Stuart Prieston in fifth, Austin Hill in sixth, Johnny Sauter seventh, Zane Smith, Grant Enfinger, and Carson Hochevar round out the top 10.
2: Yeah, and I bet I've, I've been doing some research, um, and it's hard to find. NASCAR's, uh, their little sheet they give us on the standings really doesn't, uh, Because in the beginning, Enfinger wasn't eligible because he didn't run a race. And now I'm reading somewhere that he might be able to get a waiver at the end of the year. But that's going to count on him being able to pick up a ride for those races. He's not racing for Thor Sport. Um, The one race he got, Cody Rohrbar gave him his car to use. So I don't know if Cody's a really good friend of him or if he's going to have to find some other rides the rest of the year. But uh, he's sitting in ninth, and that'd be a shame to see him out. Um Nice Motorsports uh needs to do some work. All their cars except for Hosever are sitting on the outside, including <laughs> Brett Moffat, who's I would say is their bell cow. He's uh he seems to run into bad luck every week. But yep, it's all uh Thor uh has three of the top seven cars right now. KBM with uh John Hunter Nimachek is uh, is the top dog. So
1: well, we will transition. It wasn't too long after the truck race ended that the Xfinis, Xfinity race uh, got underway. Before we get into the race, you and I both agree, Ryan Blaney rules, Tyler Reddick drools, Star Wars is better than
2: Star Trek. And that was a big talking point in the broadcast. Yeah, I don't even think that's debatable, but uh, maybe, that you know, like, like I think Star Wars comes across with quality, Star Trek comes in with quantity, like every other year there's a new freaking star wars series and and uh and i also thought it's like blaney like i think michael Waltrip uh brings out them probably better uh than tyler reddick i thought blaney was much better on the truck race than he was with tyler reddick in the in the xfinity as far as broadcast yeah you could tell tyler was a little new to it he seemed
1: a little uh Nervous, especially in the pre-race. But all in all, it wasn't bad. I like having the drivers. We've talked about that multiple times. Having the drivers being able to be in the broadcast booth uh, is quite enjoyable. But for that race, overall, it was a great day for Junior Motorsports, finally. Uh, Justin Allgaier wins. Big win for Exalta.
2: Uh, uh, The Wiener Wiener Pills gets (laughs) another win. They they had the... uh... (laughs) God, who... That is a joke. We know that it's not Wiener Pills. Thomas just... Oh, are we sure? <laughs> well, yeah, but they had the Big Cup Series win a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, and then uh, they get one in the uh, the Xfinity. Good for the uh, Exalta Wiener Pills. We'll
1: get into uh, Noah Gregson a little bit later and all that transpired with him, but I thought it was a tremendous race by him. Gets wrecked uh, in the last... or I think it was at the end of stage one, uh, but he was able to get through and get a top five finish and then uh michael annette able to finish in seventh play the only one was josh berry and it sucked for him he spun out was able to save it and then he just hit the infield grass and went flying <laughs> and i thought that was it, it was a terrible like he saved it and then his card was just destroyed and there was nothing he
2: could do yeah, I've never seen a car get destroyed that much without like hitting a wall or, or another car. He uh, basically, if you've ever seen a jet ski going full speed and hitting a wake, uh, that's basically what his car did. And I saw I spelled ceiling as in uh, roof. I spelled it S-E-A-L-I-N-G. So uh, I have some old English teachers maybe listening. I'm glad they didn't see our copy on that one. But yeah, we, we said we saw the speed from junior motor sports last week and it didn't show up. It showed up this week, which uh, good for them. Um, they're sort of getting up to speed. And the guy that dominated uh, the first and
1: second stage was Martin Truex Jr. Who made his first start in Xfinity since 2010, just absolutely dominated everybody in the first and second stage. And then, I don't know how you can do this, but he got caught speeding on pit road and he battled back through the field, but he just didn't have enough to catch all Geyer. but you and I kind of talked about this. Like how I know you're not trying to, but why are you even getting that close to getting over the speed limit? On yeah. Pit road I, I mean, he by far he, the best car.
2: Yeah. He had a car that was by far a away the best. Um, now you could say towards the end, it wasn't the best and maybe you could see that coming, but I just, to risk it knowing you literally dominated the first two stages that that was unconscionable is the word i wrote down and and they sort of you know they were joking and said maybe he was just tired of running out in front and wanted a battle but i i don't think so and yeah i just come on man go 40 you know yeah. one to What's... make it, one to make it
1: a better uh, show
2: yeah but uh... um, the i 50, in the 54 car Strong, we said strong no matter who drives it, uh, except Ty Dill because <laughs> uh, Ty Gibbs has a first and second place finish, uh, Martin Trux has a second place finish, so yeah, not too bad for the 54 car of Joe Gibbs Racing.
1: Uh, another guy, so there was a big wreck, uh, at the end of stage one and it knocked out some of these guys. and Brett Moffitt might have been a little tired because he was doing the double dip, but. What was he doing? I mean, he was trying to, on the back straightaway, he had gotten past, and he tried to sneak up in front of Gregson accidentally. Clips, uh, Almondinger, I believe it was. That was Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones, that's right. And then Almondinger, Austin cindric and Noah Gregson all get messed up in it. And it just caused a bunch of problems. And then our guy in the Whataburger 61 car got the back part of his car ripped out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought he got, it was weird. I thought he must've got hit hard. Then yeah. they showed the replay and he was just going by and like the nose of the car uh, car yeah. just barely hit the back end and the whole thing freaking came off. But
1: that, so that kind of, you know, uh, Cendric didn't have the best car, started at the front and then, you know, obviously got passed by Truex and then kind of fell back. But then after that, uh, Brandon Jones uh, Almondinger, all these guys that we have seen. Almendinger was able to finish fifth, but they all got uh, messed up. Gregson as well, finishing fourth. But it, it was just kind of like – it wasn't a smart racing move, and it kind of took some guys out of contention. That you,
2: and, and when you look at how the last stage panned out with uh, – I mean, at the time, you're like, Martin's going to run away with this anyways. But now looking back at it and knowing that the – Don, <laughs> I don't want to call him a uh, – I'm not going to say – I'm not going to say the guy, Martin, <laughs> um, with him speeding, it, it would have put all these, like they were all strong in that first stage and uh, they would have been scratching out for the win. It would have been a really good finish, I think, had Moffitt not tried to sneak into a space. You know, wait for your spotter to say clear. <laughs> <laughs> and for the Colling Brothers, uh, Jeb Burton.
1: Looked like he was going to be the only car that finished in the top 10. Uh, He got into a wreck um, eh, with Clements, and he finishes 25th. But a nice save the day by Almendinger, finishing fifth, and then uh, Justin Haley
2: finishing eighth. Yeah, it was so unfortunate because I was actually typing into my notes, uh, Jeb Burton going to be the only guy with a top 10 finish every week. I hit return, and I was also typing in Jeremy Clements with a strong finish, yep. uh, despite he dragged his gas can into the middle of the of pit row. So he had an infraction there. And I said he was going to have a top 10 finish despite that. Moments after I finished that note, they run into each other and take yep. each other out. I mean, they both scratched back and, and, and did well despite that. But, uh, yeah, um, unfortunate incident, because they were both like – It was one of those ones where neither one of them was in the spot they were trying to get to, and they were both trying to get there at the same time. So you can't really say anyone was at fault. It was just, uh, there's a saying in baseball, it's just baseball. Well, it was just racing. Yeah. And another guy we wanted to talk about, Harrison Burton, uh,
1: was up at the front all day long, finished second in stage one, fourth in stage two, was able to pull out a top three finish.
2: Just very strong run for him. And, you know, Joe Gibbs, um, they have stuff going on the uh, Xfinity as well as the uh, the Cup Series. I mean, they have three of the top ten cars right now, um, two of the top three with Hemrick and Burton, and uh, Brandon Jones in 10th, which he would have been higher had it not been for that wreck. So they, they've got stuff going all the way around, um, and they'll be battling at the end. Riley Herbst was another guy that had
1: uh, a pretty strong day, needed a good finish, started seventh, then finished in the top 10 at stage one, was able to finish fifth in stage two, and then uh, finished with a top 10
2: finish, uh, finishing sixth, the good day for him. (laughs) A little foreshadowing. It's sort of sad for Stuart Haas Racing that he might have been the highlight of their weekend. (laughs) All right, and now let's get to the
1: most entertaining part of the weekend. And that was Daniel Hemrick and Noah Gregson getting into it. Uh, We retweeted it. So follow us on uh, Twitter, loose lug nuts pod. If you want to see the video, Hemrick and Gregson were right next to each other. Uh, Their pit stalls were right next to each other. And it looked like Hemrick pulled a little bit uh, too far out and blocked Gregson's path to get into his pit stall. So Gregson retaliated and backs in, almost hits one of Hemrick's uh, pit crew guys. I think he's in the wrong. We'll debate that. But then when Noah Gregson giving a post-race interview, Hemrick confronts him and they start uh, throwing
2: punches, which was pretty exciting. <laughs> I, first of all, the one thing I tried to find video, because they said that someone was blocking the back end of Hemrick's, which is why he had to go up. And I couldn't find that clip anywhere. I looked all over and couldn't find that. So I just, <laughs> as much as I like a good fight, uh, you know, some of my my favorite moments are you know Hagler Hearn's fights and whatnot. But uh, I just thought they were both sort of in the wrong there. Um, NASCAR, come on, <laughs> you're trying. To, they said it wasn't intentional, and maybe it wasn't. But to me, Gregson, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt after he called one of our favorite racers David Starr a dipshit you lose you know to me you lose some credibility there um so he shouldn't have done that but then Hemrick the guy's on tv wait till he's done with the interview maybe talk to him and then if you don't like what he says then you throw dogs but just to go in there I don't know you know be a better man. but I think he, I
1: think he's standing up for his pit crew guys they're trying to do a job they're, they're not trying to get run into and I think it was I think it was good for him to stick up for his guys and then you see drivers after the race Bubba Wallace was one of them Denny Hamlin was probably more of the vocal ones that were saying how in the wrong he was because you don't put those guys at risk they're already at risk the way that they go after the tires on the right side and I just think Gregson just kind of has like this history to him. He's a little bit of an asshole, which you kind of need, but maybe
2: like pump the brakes a little bit. I will say, Hemrick does need to work on his pit stops. If you remember uh, a couple races ago, he, he, uh, he almost killed <laughs> one of his own guys. So um, yeah, uh, practice that on the simulator. <laughs> so it
1: was Justin Allgaier coming away with the win uh, in the Xfinity race on Saturday Uh, he is in eighth place in the overall standings, but again, getting that important win for junior motorsports. Austin Sendrick leads the Xfinity Series uh, by 46 points over Daniel Hemrick, who finished ninth. Harrison Burton is third, A.J. Allmendinger fourth, Justin Haley fifth, Jeb Burton sixth, and then Mike Snyder, Justin Allgaier, Jeremy Clements, and Brandon Jones round out the top 10.
2: Brandon Brown in 11th, and Riley Herbst in 12th. Yeah, you got uh, Penske, Gibbs, Gibbs in the top three. Then you got those colleague uh, racing guys, four through six. Um, on the outside, looking in, I still think Michael and that could come on strong. Um, really like Brand, Brandon Brown in, in a one-car team, uh, what he's doing. Same with Jeremy Clements. You always root for those guys, sort of the underdogs. Uh, it's funny, Noah Gregson, for as much as he uh, he's chirpy and uh, – He has a good ride. He's only two points ahead of Landon Castle, who's much more likable and probably in an inferior car. So no one needs to do less uh, chirping and more probably racing. So the Xfinity series, they will take the weekend off,
1: uh, and then they will be back uh, in two weeks. All right, so it's on to Sunday's cup race, and you brought up an interesting point. I don't really know the rules. We're just average fans but you bring up a good point that every time we come back from a caution uh some of these tracks you're able to choose what lane you want to uh be in some of those guys will lose track position so they can take the inside route but when you're starting the race if
2: you're in the number two position
1: you have to start from the outside
2: yeah i mean i it, this is actually the first time i noticed, noticed it, and the reason I noticed it is they were talking about how much preferred the inside lane was. And I was like, well, why is the number two guy have to go outside to start the race? Um, You're immediately putting him at a disadvantage. So, you know, NASCAR, uh, we got some good ideas here. So, you know, (laughs) take it. And here's a question that you posed
1: to me via text message. Does Kevin Harvick actually eat Hunt brothers pizza? I think it would be pretty cool if he did and then chased it down with a nice bush.
2: <laughs> well, it's pretty funny because like I like the the color scheme and the car looks pretty sweet. But I'm like thinking and it just might be me. I eat some, you know, I'll eat some Taco Bell or whatnot. I'm, the, I'm not like, hey, I got to eat first rate food. But I've never, ever, 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 ever been at a gas station and said, I'd like some pizza. Well, I'm not going
1: to talk, talk bad about Hunt Brothers in case they want to. One day oh, yeah,
2: possible. you know, you send us some, you know, we'll give you a test, uh, you know, one bite. Everyone knows the rules. But I just uh, and it's funny because I like looked it up to see if if um, El Presidente might have done a Hunt's Brothers and I couldn't find one. But then I looked up some reviews on Reddit and people are like, hey, you know, as far as gas station pizza, it's <laughs> it's uh, the uh, cat's meow. So. Kevin, no, if you're goodness. listening, let us know if you eat Hunt Brothers. Let us know where you'd rate it and give us a, a professional score. I think it's you got to know what you're
1: getting into. Like you know, when you get a little Caesars hot and ready, you know that it's not going to be high quality,
2: but it still does the job. But when I'm at a gas station, I'm like, do I get pizza or do I get bugles and then go to the the fast food place that's across the street? And I usually do that. So while we're on the topic of Kevin
1: Harvick. Uh, he was able uh, to kind of salvage the day, a top 10 finish, but another, in my opinion, not a great weekend for Stuart Haas racing.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we think he got a bad set of tires, although Larry Mack confirmed there was a, a stem a valve stem. Just god, how early in the race was that? That was the competition caution, wasn't it? Yeah, and he went over his uh radio
1: early on and said <laughs> this was the biggest piece of shit car that he's ever driven and was pretty upset the other uh, guys for uh stewart haas racing uh cole custer finishing 18th and then eric almirola with a uh, 20th place finish but he was a lap down and then chase briscoe finishing 23rd two
2: laps down i mean the one that's the most shocking is amarola because he was so competitive uh last year and then chase has a car that was competitive last year the 14 with uh, clint boyer was uh, you know toying with playoffs all year, and then Cole Custer gotten in, in the playoffs. But we mentioned before that was a, not really a fluky win, but it was just a win that wasn't expected. So they got to get stuff going. And it's funny because, like mentally, you're 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 saying um, Kevin Harvick, you're thinking he's going to get a win this year. Like we're talking about, are there going to be more than sixteen winners? And you got this list of people, and you're like. Kozlowski's going to get a win and and Logano's going to get a win and Kyle Bush is going to get a win somewhere and Chase but are can. they you know Kyle Bush went all last year without a win so are those guys going to get a win and Harvick you know we mentioned it a couple weeks ago he fi- keeps finishing in the top 10 but he's not really contending yeah yeah he's
1: scratching and clawing just to get into a top 10 get some points uh, so Kyle Larson dominated for gosh, 95% of the race, but we'll start with, uh, the first stage, Kyle Busch looked strong, uh, moved into second Kurt Busch looked really good. And then Roush Fenway racing's Chris Busher uh, finished ninth in stage one. And we were kind of talking and we've kind of hinted at this, but it, the first two stages were so God awful boring. Uh, at one point Larson was up over the second place runner by 10 seconds. And then the rest of two through five were at least one and a half seconds apart from one another.
2: Yeah. And, uh, like there was, there was times where the people in the, the, the booth, they like weren't even looking at the racetrack and they're just talking about everything but the race. Um, and yeah, a lot of it was, you know, Kyle Larson had his car set up so much better than everyone else. It seemed like, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about it uh, in the, the next podcast um, about the practice. I heard one of the truck guys, uh, truck owners, talk about how it's great that they don't have practice and they're able to put on a good race without practice. And I'm like, are you, though? <laughs> Which is something we're going to talk about, I think, on, on the Friday's podcast. Um, he just seemed like he was a cheap guy who wanted to save money. Yep. and put out an inf- i think a lot of it has to do with like how do you know what you're dealing with yeah. if you're not out out there racing and that's what i love about this upcoming week at uh, the dirt track at bristol
1: is there's going to be multiple practices and then also uh qualifying is back which is needed just because it's a different surface completely different animal but uh back to sunday's race it's this it sucked and kurt bush was pissed off after uh he got wrecked uh he was on the outside uh, on the restart. It was Kyle Bush, Chase Elliott, Kurt Bush, and Denny Hamlin. Bush spun his tires, and then the, it was the accordion style where Chase kind of bumped uh, Kyle Bush, and then Kurt got stuck in the middle, and Denny Ham, uh, bumped into him. So Kurt goes down into the middle lane, and then Hamlin just you know hammered him. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he was right on his ass and pushed him to the top, and I agree wholeheartedly with Kurt Bush. Hey, like this happened. It sucked, but this is just, we have two more stages to go through. Why are we pushing this hard on a 500 mile race when, you know, we're only 40 or so laps into it. Uh, but to me, it sucked for him and it ruined his day. He finished in 39th and it was a car that looked really, really good.
2: Yeah. I mean, he looked like, you know, he wasn't gonna, I don't know that I could say he was going to win. Although, you know, if you keep making improvements, maybe he does, uh, do what, Uh, Blaney did at the end, but yeah, it's like accidents now, you know, come August, those become must wins and and to lose uh, the ability to score points in a race, like it looked like he was going to be able to do. I mean, that's going to come back to haunt you when you're lingering in 15th place in the standings come August. Yeah. And that's one too. And
1: he mentioned, you know, it's just frustrating because you felt like you had a top five car and then you get taken out when you didn't really need to. Uh, so a tough day uh, for Kurt Busch. Second stage, again, Kyle Larson dominated everybody. But where the hell was Truex, Elliott, Logano, Keselowski, and Hamlin? Keselowski had a terrible day. He finished 28th and was four laps down. <laughs> he was
2: my pick, too. I guess the crew chief, uh, we answered that question. Uh, crew chief's worth about 10 spots. Um yeah, they were like, I kept looking for their names and I couldn't see them. And, and Larson just kept going and going and it was a stage. i um, not going to lie to you. I got a load of laundry done and I worked on some uh, uh, baseball game notes stuff. Cause there's only so much you can concentrate on Larson just pulling away with stuff. So while it was a little bit of a snooze fest, to get we, uh, snooze
1: fest we mentioned uh, Chris Busher. Finishing seventh. Some other notable finishes was Austin Dillon finishing sixth. Uh, he wasn't anywhere close in stage one, finished stage two and seventh, and then was able to finish sixth. And then this one, uh, we dropped the ball. Friend of the program, Luke Hillen, texted me. Uh, we did not preview the Wood Brothers in our confidence level. Benedetto had a great race, uh, was kind of up near the front for a little bit. He ended up finishing 11th. So uh, we would have had a Daniel Suarez, but he got caught speeding in the pits. But it was nice to see those
2: guys pulled out. Yeah, I mean, Matty D from the uh, the second and third stage was, you know, he was six, seven, eight, 8", and uh, sort of stinks that he petered out. Uh, in retrospect, I, I'm going to put my confidence meter would have been at the 6.2. Um... Which mine would have been low because he – he, this was by far his best performance
1: at Atlanta. He had not done well in Atlanta in the past.
2: Yeah. And, and, uh, Suarez, when I figure out how to get a speedometer into your car, um, you'll be one of the first ones because you deserve much better than you got out of this, this race here. He was, I want to say he was six when he went into the pits. Um, so that sucks for them. Um, they're one of those uh, first year teams trying to, you know, make a run for the chase and, you know, that's a, that's a kind of speeding penalty that drops you down five spots in, in the standings. And then
1: another moment that happened in stage three. So Blaney's chasing down uh, Kyle Larson, who had, you know, had this giant lead, and he's trying to uh, lap Joey Logano. And, you know, Blaney and Logano are teammates, but also Logano's just racing hard because he doesn't want to fall a lap down. And then Larson goes over to his radio after Blaney
2: passes him and just goes, I hate Joey Logano. (laughs) It's funny because that's not the first time I've ever heard that. Um, And it's a much cleaner version than I've heard in the past. I I thought it was funny. I chuckled um, because there's been times I know once. um, I think he's wrecked both of our guys. I think he's wrecked Chase Elliott. And I think he's wrecked Martin Truex in big races. So, hey, um, even though we'd love to get Joey on, on the show, like five years down the line when we're the number one podcast in america um if you know the world uh, if not the world i uh i would say i hate joey because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a hard racer and you hate hard racers that you know people hated del Earnhardt.
1: so ryan blaney able to pull out a win and we now have six different winners in six races so a pretty uh, a lot of parody to start out the season but he was a guy that was up front all day he, Started 10th, was able to finish stage one and third, was second in stage two. And again, he had a strong car. And we kind of noticed in stage three when they made the green flag uh, pit stops that Larson, his tires were a little bit messed up. And we were wondering how that would affect him. And I don't know if it had a little combination to do with Blaney's team making some adjustments or he just had better tires or whatever the deal was. Blaney was able to uh, run him down. And I think Logano helped him as well. Uh, racing uh, Larson pretty hard, but he was able to come away with the victory.
2: Well, yeah, and it's one of the things I thought in the post-race interview, Larson was going to mention the Logano thing, and he didn't at all. So it may not have been as much as a factor as as we thought it might have been it, it, with the, the sort of using the pick, pick and roll on that. Um, I think he just thought Blaney had a, a stronger car towards the end, and, you know, maybe... Maybe Michael Walsh was right. Maybe Cobb Bush um, didn't throw that race. Maybe, you know, the long run, you know, because they didn't. There was no, once again, there was no third stage yellow, just like the, the truck race. So, yeah, the tires look bad for Blaney. And I mean, uh, shit, Larson, I messed that up. You're going to have to put an E, too, because I just said shit. But, and then I just said it again. But, yeah. Yeah, the tires just look bad for Larson, and it, it's sort of, you know, it sucks. It, he had a strong car and, it, and by no fault of his own, it wasn't like he wrecked, um, but I guess he should have taken better care of his
1: tires. And then right after the race, he does his burnout, and I, I enjoyed Blaney on the broadcast Saturday, so it was cool to see him get the win, but then after he does his burnout, he gives the checkered flag to a uh, young little fan that was uh, supporting him in the one of the front
2: few rows. Oh, that, that was a cool move. And then he even mentioned that, you know, paying attention to those two races um, helped a lot. So he, he wants to get in the booth more. Um, I've mentioned it in the past. Like I watch a lot of basketball and there aren't as many uh, good basketball announcers as there are basketball games that need announced. I do think we have far more good race announcers than we have races that need called. So Might have to start some more series and get some of these guys on him. So as we look at the point standings
1: after the sixth race of the season, Denny Hamlin holding strong in first place without a win. He does have three stage wins, so he's got three playoff points. But he has 43 points clear of Kyle Larson. Logano, another one who doesn't have a race win, is in third. Martin Truex Jr., fourth. Keselowski is fifth. Kevin Harvick, sixth. Ryan Blaney, seventh. William Byron and Christopher Bell are eighth and ninth. Chase Elliott, 10th, Austin, Dillon
2: 11th, and Kyle Busch in 12th. Yeah, I mean, don't see a lot of surprises on there. Um, some of the teams, like, I know Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan probably want Bubba Wallace to be a little higher than 19th. Um, Chris Bush are really strong at this race. He was strong in Homestead, so hopefully they're on the upswing. Um because right now they're on the fringe at number 16 JTG Doherty's got two guys sitting on the outside 17 and 18 Stuart Haas though oh they got Harvick but then you got Briscoe 27th you got Cole Custer 22nd and you got uh, Eric Almirola. I skipped over him he's 26 so uh, I know they didn't plan on being that low so Maybe we were talking about maybe he's <laughs> Tony Stewart is uh, was too busy getting engaged to, to you know maybe he's got to get back in into the shop and knock some heads around. Yeah, the, another guy that I wanted to uh, mention I didn't put it on the
1: rundown, but the uh, other half half of Roush Fenway Racing was Ryan Newman getting a 13th place finish. He struggled at Phoenix and he was in the top 10 uh, later in the race, but then uh, as the sun. Began to set on the track, lost a little bit of uh, handling on his car, so he fell back a little bit. But good to see Roush Fenway Racing bouncing back and getting a 13th-place finish for Ryan Newman.
2: I mean, they're showing uh, competitiveness, which is what you need. Um, You keep grinding, and the key is to improve every week. And if you can sneak a win in there, sneak a win in there. But if you improve every week, you end up in the playoffs. So that will do it for this episode. Again, exciting weekend up
1: ahead. I'm excited to watch the truck race on Saturday and then the Cup Series race Sunday at 2.30. Again, it's at Bristol Dirt Track. We'll be breaking that down for you Friday mornings. You can get all the action and get all the updates uh, as we head into Another exciting weekend of NASCAR, but that will do it for this edition. We're recapping Atlanta. We'll be back on Friday to preview Bristol.
2: Any final words, Tommy? Uh, that uh, the Friday broadcast, we got so much uh, stuff on the rundown. We might have to do a, uh, a double decker show of some sort. Be exciting. Well, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Again, follow us on Twitter
1: at Loose Lugnuts Pod or on Instagram. We're getting noticed by some people that we're tagging some sponsors. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Loose Podcast. We will see you on Friday. See you everybody. I
0: grew up in Texas where football was my game until that racing fever started burning in my brain. Started running mini stocks when I was thirteen and won a short track championship when I was just sixteen. I met a man named Harry Hyde, and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillens Drillin' Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. given me the brakes I must admit she smiled a bit But it's me that runs the race Now you can't be a champion Due luck or circumstance but I'll do the best I can For those who've given me the chance Thank, Thank you, you for the ride, Harry High And now I've got the boys on my side You've given me my wings Now it's up to me to fly you